With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Michelin tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see See what music does to people. It gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Greetings and welcome inside the Jason Smith Show with my best friend, Mike Harmon. Oh! Where we had baseball immortality already today. I mean, the late games are just starting to come down to it. We've already had baseball immortality today. And Mike Harmon, my family, had a lot to do with John <laughs> Means' no-hitter. <laughs> Becoming a no-hitter and not a perfect game. I mean, legitimately, this is a legitimate 
thing. This is not me. A, no, this is a legitimate thing. I mean, it doesn't We're gonna matter. We're going to have to do a 23andMe kind of thing I, and figure it out. But, yeah. I, I could say it's not my fault, but who am I kidding? I can never go to Baltimore again. Never, no, never. Well, I mean, look, add it to the list. We've got one of those uh, pin boards up with a U.S. map and – Let's just say there's a we've we've had to keep going back to for extra supplies with the number mm. of cities you've offended over yes. these last couple of months. And I like Baltimore. I love. I went going to Baltimore a couple of times. I love Baltimore. Baltimore is fun, man. But now I can't go because now because now my family stood in the way of John Means's no hitter becoming a perfect game. All right, now we all know the details, right? Orioles beat the Mariners today six nothing. John Means the first Orioles pitcher since Jim Palmer. In 1969, and here's the thing, Palmer threw that no-hitter wearing just jockey underwear without a uniform, so that was a very big My deal. My mom was such a fan. I, I, I was weird. He became a sex the, symbol. He's the, just a yeah. really tall, thin and dude a, in underwear. You're a man as well. Yeah, yeah. It was He's very a furry weird. dude. Yeah. <laughs> and you go back and say, that was a sex symbol in the 80s? Okay, all right. Oh, he had <laughs> big, bushy eyebrows. Okay, yeah. He was, uh, yeah, he was just tall kind and thin. Kind of an orange and glow to him, like the uniform that he wore. An orange glow. Well, go back and uh, look at those pictures. No, no, Tell you're right, you're right. No, you're right, you're right. You're right with that. Yeah, uh, I mean, but he was the last solo no-hitter no for them, so. Here's how it sounded. John Means becoming a baseball immortal. In the line, first pitch. A swing and a line drive. It is caught by the shortstop, Urias. And John Means has done it in Seattle. He has thrown a no-hitter. John Means joins the elite ranks of Orioles pitchers who have thrown a no-hitter. It is the first individual no-hitter since Jim Palmer in 1969. The first overall no-hitter since 1991 in Oakland. Uh, A combined no-hitter for the O's in Oakland in 91, but this was John Means just one blip away from throwing a perfect game. And we've seen hundreds of no-hitters. I feel like we've seen hundreds of no-hitters, but perfect (laughs) games are so incredibly rare. What stopped him from getting a perfect game? Well, he did retire all 27 batters he faced. However, he allowed a base runner in the third inning when the batter uh, swung and missed at a third strike, but it was a wild pitch. It got by the catcher, and the batter went down to first base. He was caught stealing moments later, so you know, in, in the end it wasn't an extra base runner, but it doesn't matter. A wild pitch is an error, so that stops it from being a perfect game. First things first, it's an error. It's not a perfect game. I know it sounds – it's terrible, but it's not a perfect game, all right? But here's the thing, and here's where now suddenly me and my smiley face get in the way of the Baltimore Orioles uh, in, in this perfect game. The batter was Sam Haggerty, all right, who had been with the Mets, right? He was with the Mets for a little while. This is not me. No, 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 because no, 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 no. Was with the Mets for a bit. Now he's with the Seattle Mariners. He is my wife's cousin by marriage. And so apparently – This is, you know, now I'm sure Baltimore, it's going to be my fault. But he is legitimately, I'm not making this up. He is my wife's cousin by marriage. We went out to see him play at uh, spring training two years ago when he was trying to make the Diamondbacks. He was in the Diamondbacks organization. Went out to see him play a couple of games and everything else. And here he is now because he knew enough to run on a drop third strike. And, oh, boy, this is going to be a big teaching point for every little league coach going, this is why you run when you swing and miss on a third strike. Every big teaching point. So it's my wife's cousin who broke up that perfect game he knew he swung and missed knew the ball got behind him got down to first base and obviously 
in, in baseball parlance, you know what to do when you swing drop third strike. But one thing about him is that the fundamentals that him coming up, he's so solid in them, you know, and, and he's really fast. Like he recognizes the dark ball when it gets down low and he can take second base on plays. Like that's his thing. His baseball IQ is his big thing. Now, not saying that, that every other player would have just swung and missed and not gone, but he knew that pitch was down in the dirt. He saw the catcher jump up and try to get it, and he went down to first base. My wife's cousin by marriage breaks up the perfect game, so it's a no-hitter instead of a perfect game. Well, do I get to ask the obvious question out of this? Sure. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Is there any relation to the late, great Dan Haggerty, uh, <laughs> the life and times of Grizzly Adams? No. I, I, Haggerty is a little bit more common name than that. We're not just, you know, there's one guy named Haggerty. Uh, just asking. Uh, and not also not related to Julie Haggerty from Airplane, uh, yes, Elaine. One more thing. We're out of coffee. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dan I, Haggerty was born in Pound, Wisconsin. Okay. I'd like to be wow. born really? in Pound, Wow, Wisconsin. that was, that, that's a that's a hell of a name to live up it to. It really, you, uh, you know, gets you rolling right there. Pound. How about that? No, look, it, it's the fact that it's the third inning makes you feel better about it. Like if this is how, if it ended like that in the eighth or the ninth, you're just like, wow, that sucks. <laughs> I mean, that's but third inning, game's still fresh. You you know the guy's got something, right? You've already seen enough of him to know his stuff is working today. Uh, means with a great story. You know, to make it about him for a moment. Uh, almost quit baseball. You'll see all the tales over the course of the day. Uh, set up a LinkedIn account because he was looking at jobs and was substitute teaching. A few months ago, his dad passed away, so there were a couple moments where he's staring at the glove that have his dad's initial on there, getting you all those teary moments. So, you know, a, a big guy to, to battle back. And let's face it, Baltimore baseball, they need some positivity, man. Because they yeah, haven't well, had a it, lot of moments outside of Jim Palmer and Cal hey, Ripken in a long time. Well, well, Buck Showalter did a pretty good job with them in the early teens. You know, when you thought that, well, hey, Baltimore is not, you know, not bad. Yeah, they Baltimore weren't in actually, last. Great. Right. Well, no, they got to the playoffs a couple of times. Buck Showalter was pretty good. Look, he's he's the Yankee manager in waiting again, Buck. Yeah, he yeah, could no, be the I know. Mets you manager. said that yeah. a long time ago. He, he, he could, could be, be the, the Mets coach. manager in waiting. He could be the Mets manager in waiting. That Because that could happen pretty soon, too. Uh, but look, it's not like the Orioles are having a bad season you know they're 500 it's the entire yeah it's the entire al east is is not great but they're only three and a half games out of first place and uh, you know it's a you know it's it's good to see baltimore win and and to see them have big highlights like this i was almost i was almost crying the one highlight the guy put online of his dad who's in in the icu uh because of covid in north carolina and he watched the end of the game he's a huge orioles fan oh my god it was i was like oh my god this was so great i mean it really is it, it shows you the power of what just you know getting something it's some kind of good news can do for you and this is clearly one of those stories positivity man that's what mm. we're looking for it was a, a year uh, of angst and obviously the yankee fans are still salty as hell uh and ready to let it out uh, but when, when we get to this with the the orioles keeping a track of it as the day was going on after watching my manager forget the rules that have been implemented for baseball. Yeah, buddy, we uh, got to get into that, This was a nice buddy. contrast. Yeah. We got to get into that, buddy. We we really have to. I mean, not right now. I I, I know you I want know. some time, but we got we got to get. No, into no, no. That. I mean, that's yeah. one that you know you can play the sad Hulk music behind because yeah. yeah. I was cursing, <laughs> going back and forth with my brothers as it was happening, going, "What are we doing? What's yeah. going on here?" Yeah. But no, this, this is a fantastic story all, all around. One that your family's involved. I mean, he's got to get yes. a ball, right? I mean, he's yeah, got to get a ball so. signed. Out hey, could I and, could I get that ball signed? The one that went by the catcher. Well, yeah. <laughs> can you give me that. <laughs> 
What, what's funny is I, I would, ball. Be, I I would be curious what happened to that ball because now that ball has <laughs> historical significance for this game. Oh, boy. I'll t- <laughs> hey, could you find that ball and just sign it and send it like, to me? Like, did it end up getting fouled off and, and put oh, yeah. out of play? Did it end up being one that was scuffed up enough that the umpire threw out of play? Because oh. you want to go back through the bucket and find it, I think. Or did I'm it end sure. up in the happy glove of a youngster? I don't know. No, I'm sure the wild pitch, when it goes in the dirt and it goes back to the backstop, I'm sure it comes out of play after that. Yeah, I think so that might have been in one of the it. buckets, uh, you know, for you know, fungo tomorrow. Yeah. So, I, I mean, that's it. something to go look for. Hey, Sam, congratulations on the strikeout. I mean, you still got no hit, but you ran to first. But listen, can you sign that ball for me? I mean, I, I Come on, he's going to have a, a 16 by 20 framed just of that it. ball. Go- look, at there it is going past the catcher right there. <laughs> I broke it up. I'm you the run- whiz and nobody beats me. What did you break it up with? A single, a double, a triple? No, no, no. Oh, a walk? No, no. I struck speed. out. And I ran speed, after. Speed, man. And here's the speed thing. and smarts. And you know, and here's the thing. He is one of the fastest players in Major League Baseball. Like, he's got Trey Turner type speed. Like, that's how fast he is. I mean, he got caught stealing the next, you know, that's fine. So, but well, it's a bad time to illustrate that. But he has elite level speed. Like, when the Mets brought him up, it was to pinch run because he's just that fast. I mean, that, that, and that was his whole thing. And here he is. And now I can never go to Baltimore. And I'm sorry, John Means, that uh, my extended family broke up your perfect game. It's no crab fault. bake for my you. Fault. My fault. Yeah. Uh, the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon. <laughs> no way. I'm not getting another crab cake ever again. It's just not happening. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. 
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Let's take a look now because, look, as we said at the beginning of the show tonight, there's like 11 different Aaron Rodgers stories today. There's Brett Favre saying that he doesn't see him going back to the Packers. There's the the Niners and the Broncos say that uh, there's reports that they were tampering with him. There's the report that Rodgers told free agents that he's not going back to Green Bay, which, you know, we told you that was happening a year ago. You just catch up a little bit. So if I had to handicap the teams for Aaron Rodgers, I, I look at there are four teams that he would wind up going to. There's only four that can okay. play the long game and in the end give the Packers what they want because eventually the Packers are going to realize we can't make it work. There's no way it's going to happen. They, they know they're going to trade him. They're just trying to win the publicity war now. It's going to go forever, and then eventually they're going to trade him. Well, it's also the, the money thing, Jason. I mean, yeah. they can't. Oh, sure. They can't announce anything until after. No, no, until after June first. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So it's going to be when I say little, like a while. Like I, I told you, this is going to drag in a training camp when really we should have this done June second. Right. This should be okay. We're done. We're moving on. I hate you. You hate us. Hey, we're going on. But it could go wind up going in a training camp. Uh, the teams with the most, uh, with the team with the most, with the biggest chance to get him is Denver. I would say there's a 60% chance he winds up with the Broncos because the Broncos have already loaded up. They have the the combination of picks. They have players. They have weapons. They have everything that the Packers would need in a trade back. They've already said, listen, we'll give you whatever you need here. We have draft picks next year. We have all kinds of things. Plus, it's the AFC which would be the preferred conference to trade him. And the Broncos were in it, and they, by all means, can just sit back and wait because their quarterback situation is, okay, we have a meh quarterback derby between Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater. One of those guys will stay, but one of them can go, and they are clearly okay right now with, hey, we'll let this play out. They have the biggest offer. When you have the biggest offer, you are the favorite. I got the Broncos 60% that that's where Rodgers winds up. Yeah, I'd push that north. Right, if this move's going to be consummated and this is going to be a final uh, for for Aaron Rodgers, uh, that's the team. I, I I would be pushing more chips. I, I'd be going seventy five. Mm. Well, I have it. I have it at sixty because the Raiders. I, there's a better chance he winds up there than 
either of the other two teams I'm going to get to, right? Yes, it is Rodgers' preferred destination, and the last thing the Packers want to do is trade him to uh, the team that he might want to go to. But still, it's the Raiders. I mean, really, are you worried that he's going to go to the Raiders and suddenly be a big superstar? It's the Raiders. They can't get out of their own way. They've never been able to get out of their own way. Uh, They play in the AFC, and clearly they could give them back the quarterback. They can get picks. They can get players. They can get Derek Carr, who can do exactly what they want him to do. Hey, listen, we throw the ball short. We move the ball down the field. We run the football. We gave Aaron Jones money. He's our guy. Uh, the Raiders, I, there's a there's a better chance for them to get him than I think people are, are getting into. So I got them at 20% for him to the Raiders. Yeah, I, I could get a, get into that kind of territory. I mean, I only have 25% left in my model. Uh, so I, I'll, I'll go a little bit lower. I'll, I'll get it down to that, that 15 uh, that gives me 10 of wiggle room. Uh, but certainly you brought in speed last year, right? Edwards was hurt. You know you got Darren Waller, who's a monster. Uh, Rugs throw the ball up and let him run under it, right? I mean, it's a lot of fun. And then you look at the backfield with Jacobs leading the way. You certainly have uh, some, some good weaponry for him to go to. And offensively, uh, on the offensive line, I should say, uh, they, they've got a pretty good unit. They've retooled it a bunch. It didn't make sense for a while, but it, it looks like it's it's rounding into shape. So uh, as far as destinations go, I, I, I'd love to see him and Chucky in a room together. Oh, that'd be great. You want to chew be- guys if they decided they hated each other? <laughs> that could make for great TV. Can we do the quarterback room just every week? <laughs> they just what pull happened out on this not- <laughs> They just pull out knives on each other. It's, it's just, we're just going to go right Eventually, now. it's going to get ugly. <laughs> All right, 10 paces. Let's go. Uh, third, I will put the 49ers at about 15%. We talked about the Niners, and, hey, I asked you a few minutes ago, is Trey Lance really the, the quarterback of the present and future for the 49ers, or was he the best asset they could get at number three where he could either be their quarterback or – be the big piece that goes to the Packers in exchange for Rodgers. Now, the reason I don't have him higher is because it's an NFC team, and you know that's where he really wants to go, and the last thing they want to do is trade him there. But in the end, if you're looking out for your team and you like Trey Lance, who else can give you a quarterback like that with that kind of ceiling? All right, so it's we really don't want him to go there, but boy, that's the quarterback we really want. Uh, so in, in theory, you could say, all right, well, when you can get that quarterback, because like, like they know Jordan Love stinks, right? They know they, they can't give him the gig. Uh, so, boy, he'd be the guy they want. But still, it's San Francisco. It's the NFC. They really don't want to do it. So I think that's about at 15%. Yeah, I'll get it down. I'll, I'll use nine of my remaining 10%. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I got, I, look, if we're going to go all four, four deep, I got I to leave, you know, a wing and a prayer. I mean, he's saying there's a chance. Okay, uh, but sure. no, with the 49ers, it's got every, everything that you would want, right? All, all that you said, the offensive fit, the desire to go back to Northern California, and it's it just seems like it would be a, a pretty good uh, fit for him offensively as well. Assu- again, assuming all those guys are healthy, there's a lot of hamstrings uh, problems running around that that organization that you need to make sure those speed guys are ready to go. Uh, lastly, and I'm going to give them five percent because it's kind of shocking, and you wonder if it really would happen. But clearly, they want to move on from their quarterback. The quarterback is still a good enough prospect. He had a pretty good year last year. He just, for some reason, has fallen out of favor. Uh, For some reason, they don't like him as much. But I'm going to give you 5% chance that 
It's the Miami Dolphins who wind up with Aaron Rodgers. It's a big enough market. The Dolphins have the picks in the draft next year uh, to be able to give them back. They can give them Tua Tungavailoa. Hey, all right, you want to restart your team? Here's Tua. You can have Tua and Jordan Love, and you can battle it out, and it would be all happy for you. But they have players. They have picks. They have the quarterback. Miami could get involved. It's not a team that anybody is talking about, but clearly the Dolphins are okay with moving on from Tua if they get a chance to upgrade, and they can just do what, what these other teams are doing. We're moving on with our own situation. We're getting our guys ready. And when the Packers want to come back and say, hey, we're ready to talk, now we can talk. There's nothing has to happen with any of these teams where they have to upset what their plans are to think that maybe Aaron Rodgers could get there. And clearly the Dolphins are that team. I'll give them 5% chance. And maybe it goes up as time goes on if they just tell the Niners, hey, listen, we're not doing it. But right now I put the <laughs> Dolphins at 5% that they can pull that trade because that would, that would really work out for everybody. I kind of dig that. I mean, I, I just like the fit. I mean, it's tr- absolute torture for your beloved Jets. So the fact yeah, that you're trying nobody. to potentially speak this into existence shows your dedication to the show. Because <laughs> really, uh, this would bring you to another ring uh, and level of hell. But you, you talk about a team that is just set to continue to build. And the quarterback is the position. Uh, and, and the the big question mark of how much they love him or don't how much of it is subterfuge and and just noise how much is yeah we we like him but we don't love him right to do your famous chris broussard quote right Mm -hmm. so he's good but we don't know how much i still owe it a lot of it to the hip injury getting him right and the weird off season and that place they found themselves in with a bad schedule right they didn't lose to a lot of great or beat a lot of great teams i should say on the schedule but you take advantage of what is there so maybe it obscured how good you really are but either way you were in a position to push for a playoff berth so do you go with the guy who's a bit green and not really ready to just pull the trigger on everything or do you go to the guy that had no conscience and continued to play well well Fitzpatrick earned the right to uh, try to ride that thing out for all it was worth. And so it put Tua in a bad spot. And I think he's he's been much maligned because of the way it went down because people conveniently forget the you know rebuild versus playoff battle that had to happen in that front office and with ownership and everything else you know of all right where are we at in our timeline of building our college-like program with Brian Flores. But it's an interesting uh, – Piece. I, I'm only going to give it that that sliver, that wafer thin sliver. Uh, but I like the cut of your jib. And again, it would get him out of the NFC North, which is all good by me. <laughs> so there you go. The four teams: Denver, sixty percent; Raiders, twenty percent; Niners, fifteen percent; Dolphins, five percent. Watch out. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You've put it off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that'll elevate your drive. 
Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. They'll show you the right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Toyo Tires. They're shipped fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. It doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com sports to see their Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Buddy, we have to get into this, okay? Yeah, let's because go. This is, yep. this is really embarrassing. Now, see, here's the thing. It's not just embarrassing for Tony La Russa. It's embarrassing for the entire White Sox organization. No, that's right. Absolutely. And- now, today, the White Sox had a bit of a to-do in extra innings against the Reds. Tony La Russa is under the microscope for not knowing the rule 
of what the extra inning uh, baseball and base running situation is. He said he didn't fully know the rule that could have allowed him to avoid using his closer, Liam Hendricks, as a base runner in a scoreless game against the Reds earlier today in Cincinnati. Now, here's what happened. Hendricks double switches into the game in the bottom of the ninth inning, right? So he takes the number five spot in the batting order. Uh, That makes him the last out in the top of the inning, and and per baseball rules, when you put the runner at second base uh, to start the inning, it's the person who made the last out. However, the rule says if the spot is occupied by a pitcher, you can use the preceding player who made out, which would have been Jose Abreu. This stops uh, teams from having to say, we got to have a pitcher run the bases and a guy can get hurt when he hasn't really done it. Because how often Mm -hmm. does a relief pitcher bat? Hardly ever. How often does he run the bases? Hardly ever. So the rule is, okay, that, that spot has to be the person that made the last out. But if it's a pitcher, you can have the person before it. La Russa didn't know the rule. And so Liam Hendricks had to run the bases that inning. Uh, And it was pretty embarrassing for a guy that ran the bases once in his career. And it impacted the game because with him on third, they were able to throw a guy out trying to steal second base, not worried that he was going to try to jet home and and, and win the game. Uh, It's a very big deal that they, you know, suffered that part because they had to have a pitcher run the bases. And when Tony La Russa was asked about this after the game, he said... He didn't know the rule. He didn't know that you could do that. This is a game that the Reds won one nothing in ten innings. By the way, and I hate that rule anyway. But yeah, it's that, but this is the rule, right? You but it applied like rule, to my squad today, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Tony LaRusa said he didn't know that rule that I could have somebody else outside of the pitcher running the bases, and here he is finding out on the Zoom call session following the game. The last out, and that was Vaughn, not a brave. So, Vaughn made the last out. The rule book, the MLB.com said, if the player in the batting order immediately preceding that half inning's leadoff hitter is the pitcher, the runner placed on second base may be the player preceding the pitcher in the batting order. Did like the arms explain anything like that? Or? Well, you know, I didn't know that. We all thought that uh, Liam was going to be the runner, and that's why I wanted there, because if you wanted a double switch to keep him in the game, if you look at all, you know, Abreu back to Moncada and so forth, that's not who you want to double switch out of the game. Um, so uh, I wasn't aware that yeah, a brief could run. I thought it had to be the guy who made the last out. That, that, in the middle of that answer where Tony LaRusso just finally hit him, what am I saying? I just I don't even know. I didn't know the rule. He yeah. didn't know the rule. All right, now I get that LaRusso, this is embarrassing for him because what's the, what, what's the worst thing that you could have when you're, you're an older manager coming back to the game after years of being away that you're out of touch with the game and sure. you don't know things? Here he is saying, I didn't know the rule that we had to do this, right, which is embarrassing. But here's the thing. How many coaches were in that dugout, Mike Harmon? How many people are there and, and, that's, and, and that's should the also problem. know the rule? And they didn't know it and didn't say, Skip, no, we can have uh, a Brayu run because that, that's the rule. Oh, okay, look, we played enough games last year. We played enough games this year that you got to know that rule, right? And, and, and that's something that uh, if Tony La Russa didn't know, that, that's embarrassing, and I get it because it's just the bad optic that is he a guy that's still with it enough that can coach a, 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 ba- a baseball team because he's up on everything going on and all the, the modern advances and things happen in the game? It's, it's really a bad optic, but it's where nobody else knew it. Nobody else said, hey, Skip, wait, 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 no, no, we can do this. Nobody else knew that rule, Mike Harmon. Your team does not know the rules of baseball fail all around as much as you may hate the rule it is in play 
if nothing else, this should have been printed on some sort of placard, like, you know, the one next to don't bet on baseball. Also, don't get caught up in the fact that some of the rules have been changed here in the last couple of years. And for Tony LaRusso, he's been under fire a bunch because there have been some questionable, I guess, managerial decisions of was he truly paying attention to pitch counts and, and things of that nature and, and walking out to the mound and, and having to pull guys. I mean, there have just been a couple of instances or where there should have been a pinch hitter. It's like, all right, why is this guy hitting? Like Billy Hamilton, why is he hitting for himself when you've got a bunch of power guys sitting on the, the bench? And obviously in prior games, not today. But when, when you get down, and this was a gem of a game. I'll tell you, this was a hell of a watch. I know that it ends up one one nothing in ten innings, but from so for most would be like wow that would be boring. It's like no, you got two of the best offenses in baseball, absolutely stymied and baffled, and then it comes down to all right we got the runner on second we send the wrong guy out because we as a group don't know what's going on. No call from above, right, when they see what's about to happen to say hey 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 stop. Nobody on the bench, none of the players. Like, what the hell's going on? That's like 50 people when you add it all together that could have, uh, you know, thrown a challenge flag and, and told Hendricks to sit down. And then you know, they, it, they call the steal, and, and like you said, there's, there's no movement. There's no threat of him trying to run. That, that, that just totally killed uh, an opportunity. You know, and, and, and really, the players should know it, too. Right. right, like they've, they've been in this situation. You, yes, the coaches, but somebody's got to know, hey, no, we don't have to have a pitch. Have we ever had to have a pitcher run before? No one raised their hand going, this doesn't seem right. This really, this really doesn't seem right. And I get the interleague games where you go, it's something that you're not used to. But, uh, yeah, you've had enough games like this to understand maybe this isn't right. There's no, this is the way it is. You can't ask the – don't ask the umpire and go, we have to have this guy run. It's not, not one person, not one person picked it up. And this is a story that, that when the changes were made, all you have to do is read the recap on ESPN.com, and you would know what the rules one, are. Here, here's it's, like three <laughs> paragraphs that explain everything. Uh, you know, you I found through. it on my – You can, all you got to do is get on your phone in the dugout and, and look up extra inning base runner rule, and it's right there, and you can find it that easy. I found it in four seconds. It's that easy to find. That's such an epic fail. And look, is it embarrassing? Yes, but it, it's it's the worst kind of embarrassing, like I said, because this is the concern of, of, of what happens when here's Tony La Russa back after so many years away. Can he still do it? Is he still up to the job? And the well, last thing you want is for to people to think he's not up to the job because this is this is an embarrassing thing and this is look this doesn't mean Larusa is going to get fired right now the White Sox are playing okay you know it's not like they're not they're not having a horrible season they're not the Mets all right you know with all this talent they can at the baseball but this is one of those stories that okay here's the one you get and then the next time something like this comes up and and it's a, a rule or something that Tony Larusa doesn't get or didn't know or there's another instance of him hey he's he's not as up on things as he should be this is where you get yeah. to the point where okay eventually they're going to replace him as manager like well, this is just the remember one freebie. what well, yeah. well, remember how divisive it was when he got hired in Chicago and outside. You know, folks have their issues with, with LaRusso, the guy, whether it's for the Bash brothers and everything that happened in Oakland, whether it's for the unfortunate, uh, you know, bad, terrible, stupid decisions in his DUI uh, and, and things of that nature that, you know, people were questioning, all right, what's Reinsdorf doing here? You know, and, and questioning the move in general. 
coming in? Will he relate to the players? He's always been a no-fun guy kind of thing. So how's he going to react to Tim Anderson, uh, Robert, and all these young players that are – I mean, they're outspoken and, and they're brand building and they're community building and there's a whole other, you know, culture going around there that, you know, is is pretty pervasive, you know, pretty, pretty big in the city. And I think – Back like when they got to these color schemes and stuff started showing up in you know Ice Cube videos and Snoop and all were were donning donning the hats where it started to become a national brand with Tim Anderson as the lead. You're getting that a little bit. So the microscope is there when dumb things like this happen. And certainly the Chicago talkers uh, they couldn't get to the blow blow torches fast enough today to to get after Mm. it uh, based on this gaffe because it's a winnable game. You give up three hits and you give up a win. Like that, that's just absolutely uh, disturbing for a team, you know, when you give up those kind of opportunities and just because you don't know a new rule change. Like, it's one thing if it's buried in Article, you know, 7.5.6, some rule that comes up once in 80 years. Like, this is literally something that came into play last bleeping year. So it should be on everybody's radar as to how to manipulate it. I blame Yasmani Grandal. He had a whole half inning to pick the brain of the – because, I mean, it's he had to think it was a curious thing, right, as – as you, you've got Hendricks out there. So, I mean, yeah, I, I, I blame them all, and I'm embarrassed for them, and I apologize to America. <laughs> I mean, all that goodwill LaRusa had, is, is, the rest of it's gone now. Now it's okay. You can't screw us out of another win like this again. He's used it all up because they didn't know the rule here. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Tons of big NBA news to get to, and tons and tons and tons of it. Joining us now on the hotline, the best. And when I say the best, I mean the best. Because our next guest, along with a couple of other writers from the LA Times, won first place in the Associated Press Sports Editors 2020 contest in Category A Breaking News. All right, there needs to be a better uh, a title for that. But uh, the winner, uh, along with Tanya Ganguly, Richard Winton, Sonia Coley, Ben Poston, is our next guest, friend of the show, Dan Wojcicki, who covers the NBA for the L.A. Times, Lakers insider. Dan, congratulations, man. Thank you. I'd like to puff my chest out about this, but I was just one of 17 other names on that story. So, so it was me and a, a small army of other reporters working together. Um, you know, it, it was actually... It's, it was crazy. Um, it was the story was for obviously the breaking news was um, the Kobe Bryant helicopter crash, and it's it, it's like when I got the word today that we had won, I was like, oh, that was in the that wasn't like 16 years ago. <laughs> it just feels yeah. like it was forever ago. But uh, yeah, it was cool. And, and thanks, it's very sweet of you guys to bring it up. But um, let's get back to the normal business of just like talking Knicks power forwards. Um, what else can we talk about tonight? Um, I mean, just Knicks in general. Um, you know, tonight wasn't the Knicks night. Real, I mean, look, hey, how's the power forward podcast going? (laughs) It's good. Um, You you know, it's it's really, really big in in like the Eastern European countries for some reason. Um, (laughs) Eastern Europe. We're getting a lot of we're getting a lot of downloads there. I wonder if it's just Oakley. Just rerouting it from a bunch of different places, just to kind of stick it to Dolan. It might, it might just be Charles Oakley doing it. I'm not sure exactly, but I'm not asking questions. I'm just taking the downloads and that advertising money every week. No, I Cash get it. And, 
And, and I get that, hey, you know, on the one night where the Knicks don't win, because, you know, the Knicks win every night now. The one night yeah. they don't win is when, hey, let's talk more about, you know, they lost tonight, okay? You know, they, look, they cut it to 16. Unfortunately, the game was over. It just wasn't their <laughs> night tonight. That's all it was. It wasn't their night against the Nuggets. You know, they're saving um, they're saving that good energy. Maybe it was like, you know, they got cropped out of that New Yorker cover by James Harden. That's those uh. feelings maybe a little deflating. Uh, <laughs> boy, what, what, a, what, a, what a dumb league this can be sometimes. Where, where things like this generate headlines. And, and, like, when I say dumb, I mean awesome dumb. Because, <laughs> like, in, what, in, what other, in one other world, does, does one of your great stars just tweet the cover of The New Yorker? When would no. that ever happen? I didn't know The New Yorker was still around. I thought, like, <laughs> if you said, oh, they haven't published a New Yorker in 25 years, I would say, oh, yeah, that's probably right. I mean, I, I yeah. didn't know they still had The New Yorker. <laughs> You know, you know I, I, I look, I happen to know some people like in the clutch, you know, the clutch sports management world. And I, I don't want to I, I said I would keep this a secret. But next week, LeBron James is going to tweet an inside sport cover. Wait, it's going to be great. <laughs> Inside sports. Wow. All right, so, hey, so speaking of LeBron and the Lakers, he's not going to play yeah. tomorrow night. You know, the big game on TNT, Lakers-Clippers tomorrow night. Anthony Davis following uh, the big win over the Nuggets, which the Nuggets were clearly pissed off at, which is why they beat the Knicks by 50. Uh, mm-hmm. He's thumping his chest saying, we're back, we're back. Are you buying the Lakers are back, or is it still, hey, you know what, I still got some problems? I mean, the way this season's going, it was probably more like, my back, my back. <laughs> it probably feels like what I would believe to be a more likely scenario. And no, the Lakers aren't back. I mean, I, I think, look, he looked a little back, which is mm-hmm. good news. Um, he's going to have to be really, really good for the next three or four games or however long it's going to be on LeBron James. I think it's going to be longer than the one game. Um, I think that's a pretty safe bet. But, you know, who knows, right? Um, the guys surprised us before. Uh, but, but, I mean, Anthony Davis, like, this can't – I mean, this has been sort of a lost year for him. Um, obviously, the injuries were a part of it, but, like, he did not come in to, to camp in great shape. He did not play well early in this season. Like, you know, I was kind of like a kid, like, you know, like dipping a toe into, like, a Lake Michigan in February. Um, it's sort of like that was sort of the enthusiasm he seemed to have for the first quarter of the season. Um, they they have no time for any of that. Like he has to be a max level superstar player. You want to be a top six player? All right, you got to you got to play like a guy who could conceivably, you know, earn MVP consideration, right? Which is a lot of people like idiots like me thought he would be this year. Um, it seemed like it was going to end up for that. He has not been the MVP by by any stretch, um, but they need him to be that sort of guy. And, you know, whether or not he can do that, it's a question for me. I think, look, um, and, and if he can't do it, he's got a pretty good excuse. The Lakers have nobody on their roster currently available that can pass him the ball um, with no LeBron James and Dennis Schroeder. I mean, that, those are your two best playmakers. Um, you know, you're going you're gonna to ask a lot of Alex Caruso over these next few games. Um, really important games for him in terms of his sort of future free agency this summer and stuff like that, like, can he actually be a point guard is, is sort of a big question. But, um, you know, Alex Caruso free agency audition isn't the type of thing I think the Lakers had in mind for their last, like, week and a half of the season. Um, I didn't think that's where they thought they would be, uh, certainly not even after the injuries when they thought, like, this would be, like, part of their ramp-up. But instead, like it's been for so much of this year, it's just about hanging on at this point. Yeah, Alex Caruso now winning the title of best hustle guy with Joe Kim Noah. Not running around. Yeah, he's great. 
Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, yeah. I mean, he's a total menace. Like he, and I think like he's a good player, right? Like he is a rotation level player in the NBA. Um, that is different than saying go run an offense and get Andre Drummond and Anthony Davis the ball. And oh, by the way, like we're going to need you. Like obviously, like the Clipper point guard attack I and mean, Richie Jackson been pretty good this year. But like on Friday, on Friday night, we're going to need you to guard Damian Lillard. And then on Sunday, we're going to need you to guard Chris Paul too. Um, like it, this is this is going to be tough. So what's the level of panic right now if we were sounding the alarm on the scale of 1 to 10 for where the Lakers are physically and uh, trying to defend this title? I mean, look, I, I, I mean, it's there, like there's a reasonable amount of panic. I mean, I think, right, like, guys, I've said this to you guys all year. Um, I still think it's true. If Anthony Davis and LeBron James are close to 100% healthy, the Lakers will have a reasonable chance, almost regardless of what else happens, right? Like, those two guys are that good. Um my level of believing that that's possible has gone down. You know, obviously, like the LeBron sort of reaggravating the ankle, the I don't think I'll ever be 100% again type of stuff um, sits a little differently after you see him not be able to make it through two games on that ankle. Uh, I, I, there's cause for concern, certainly. I, I'm, I, I think while the play-in tournament is kind of spooky in general, um, I, I wonder if it's a little overblown for the Lakers, um, just sort of based on the format. Look, they would have to lose twice at Staples Center to not make the playoffs. And I'm not 100% sure, and I say this with with no disrespect intended, I'm not 100% sure that they wouldn't rather play Phoenix or Utah than the Clippers anyways. Um, Right? Like, I mean, you could make an argument about what the most dangerous matchup is in those scenarios, and you could certainly convince yourself that the Clippers are the most dangerous team. So I don't think the, the playing tournament's the end of the world, uh, but I think it's sort of what like LeBron said the other day. It's like, you know, it doesn't really matter where we end up if I'm not good, um, you know, physically. And that's sort of the that's the winning game right now. What does your gut tell you? Where you've seen the Lakers schedule the rest of the way? Right now they're in sixth place by by a half game, one game in the loss column over Portland. Do they finish in the top six or are they in the plan? Okay, so I, I can actually give you tangible proof as to where my gut is on this. Wow. Um, I, okay. I am going I am going to be uh, I'm going to spend the final weekend of the regular season at the Mohegan Sun in Connecticut for the Hall of Fame inductions. Okay, like I will be there for this historic class. Um, I have not booked a plane ticket anywhere after <laughs> for that following Monday. <laughs> I have not booked a plane ticket back home to LA. I was supposed to maybe meet the wife. And my, my, my lovely son in Chicago, I have not booked that plane ticket. Um, I have, I, I think they'll probably end up at the plane. But, like, I don't know. This has been such a weird year. Um, you know, I mean, like, this is like, you don't want to think this way, but I mean, like, you know, aren't we just potentially, a, you're, you know, a positive test or a contact trace away from, you know, a team losing a great player that that's chasing the Lakers? I mean, like, it's it's not like the Lakers are the only team that that's susceptible to bad luck. Like this could happen a lot of different ways to a lot of different teams. So like, I think it'd be foolish to book any sort of ticket, um, you know, playing game or otherwise. But I think, um, you know, I'm very much in wait and see mode because it it, it all does feel very uncertain. Dan Wojcicki with us, L.A. Times NBA writer with us as he is every week here at the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon, Fox Sports Radio. All right, the the lay of the land for the Lakers all right, is all fine. Can you can you be healthy? Can you make it through? Yep. We've talked a lot about Steph Curry. Uh, the the rest of the West, right? The Denver beats mm-hmm. up on the Knicks tonight. The Clippers 
quietly 44 and 22 to to yep. discuss where where they're at. 7 and or 6 and 4 their last 10. Why are we not talking about them more? They just not interesting because Kawhi doesn't talk. It just seems like they've been laying in the weeds because yeah. we've done a lot of love for pretty much every other team or derision when Luka and LeBron say stupid things. But the Clippers are just kind of mm-hmm. hanging out there. Yeah, I mean, they, I mean, they've had a weird year too, right? Guys in and out of the lineup and stuff like that, and it does feel a little bit like a rerun with them. Um, but it's certainly, and, and and that's right. Like nobody likes a rerun, um, you know, unless it's chopped. We like reboots. I will watch Chopped reruns all day. That's the only one. Um, but, no, I think, like, you know, it does just all feel like sort of familiar ground with them. Uh, but they're good, um, and they're really deep, like really, really deep. Um, you know, it's funny. We talk about the <laughs> the Lakers not having anybody who can bring up the ball and run the offense. Like, you know, the the Clippers sort of have three of those guys. Um, you know, now that Patrick Beverly's back, um, Reggie Jackson has been fantastic this season that people haven't paid attention the the headband and goggled Reggie Jackson uh, paying homage to the original Reggie Jackson and his four eyes uh, like like I think you, you know he's been he's been just like a if the NBA had a comeback player of the year award like he, you would talk about him he's been that good um, you know I think obviously Kawhi Leonard and Paul George are both are, are healthy and, and at the right time like they don't have Serge Ibaka back yet but that doesn't even feel like that big of a deal um, just kind of based on their depth. DeMarcus Cousins has done some nice stuff for them, giving them some good minutes. Rajon Rondo, I think, has been really good for sort of the overall attitude of that team and kind of gives them a, a piece they didn't have. Um, I mean, they seem like they've got a lot going for them, sort of save for the fact that they're the Clippers. And, like, it always just feels like there's some sort of, like, M. Night Shyamalan twist just, like, waiting for them, you know, around the corner. Um, so I, I think I think that's part of the reason. You know that, that that's not as a it's not a surprise like like Phoenix is. It hasn't been as much of like a boy. This team is really like the little engine that could push itself to this. Like like the Utah Jazz. Um, you know it hasn't been as drama drama full as the Lakers. It's just kind of just been a year um, for for a team that that does seem pretty dangerous. Now again, there's that big that, that there's that huge sort of like well like you're going to need to prove it to me quality that they have that no one else really has and 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 I, and I think that's probably a part of the reason but look like that tomorrow's gonna be a really hard game for the Lakers if the Clippers are engaged um I think you'll people will see just how much talent they have you can follow him on Twitter at Dan Wojcicki Sports. That's at Dan Wojcicki Sports. Also, his Power Forward Knicks podcast, plus a new podcast breaking down all the twists in every M. Night Shyamalan movie. Uh, he's got that coming up as well. You can hit him up on Twitter yeah. again is, at Dan Wojcicki Is that Sports. the podcast, or is it? Maybe I'll bring you on M. Night Shyamalan, and it'll all be about process era Sixers. <laughs> or there just won't be a podcast at all, and you Could still be. get the downloads and the advertising. <laughs> hey Dan, That's before you run away, yeah. yeah. Before you run away, did you see how the uh, White Sox game ended earlier? I don't want to talk about it. I'm okay. sorry, guys, you're breaking up. <laughs> uh, I, I tried to do the same, but it's my show. I had to. Uh, 
<laughs> Take it easy, buddy. Have fun. Okay. See you, buddy. Rules are hard, guys. Rules are confusing. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs> hey, uh, you know, not for nothing, but coming up in about 20 minutes, we're going to get into the fact that the Dodgers were faced with the same situation Tony La Russa was earlier today, except Dave Roberts actually knew the rules. So for all well, the – Well, he learned from watching yeah. social media. So look, so wow, they're for, killing him. So for every – look, every time the Dodgers lose, it's Dave Roberts' fault, right? It's always <laughs> Dave Roberts' fault. Anytime he trends, I know the fans are upset with something he did. But he didn't pull what Tony La Russa pulled. So there is that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Cultura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here and this season takes it to a whole new level old school legends modern power players and ex-lovers are all competing in cape town south africa for the prize of three hundred thousand dollars and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast listen to mtv's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts 
The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening.